Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. I had a, a more difficult time making mom friends than I thought I would. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. This is exactly what I want. I want to sort of deepen and formalize and invest in the female friendships that I have. With Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson. Okay, it turns out your kid's a biter. A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas so you don't have to. Don't talk to me about kids if I'm paying a babysitter. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the What Fresh Hell podcast. This is Margaret. This is Amy, and today we're talking about getting and keeping mom friends. Getting and keeping mom friends if I you I need must. some mom friends. <laughs> I like to always test our topic with if you must after it, and this one kind of works. <laughs> I, I think you, you are, you've, you've expressed to me that like you're full up on mom friends and you're good. You got this. Well, I had, I moved three years ago and I, I think at the time I was saying I, I had a, a more difficult time making mom friends than I thought I would when we moved. We moved from Los Angeles to suburbs of New York. My kids started a new school. We got here two weeks into the school year. So we missed all the like, get to know you, new mom orientation. Like we missed the whole summer. We, we kind of came in out of the blue in September. And my kid's school doesn't bust. So there's a daily pickup. And at the time I was working. So I was only at the pickup a couple times a week. And I definitely was struck by how much I was transported through a time portal to like the slightly chubby middle school girl holding a tray, walking through the cafeteria, trying to find somewhere to sit. Like I was just like, oh, how do you do this again? Like giant crowd of people. I don't know anyone. How do I make friends with people? At one point I said to my husband, I was like, should I just start going up to people at the pickup time and just introducing myself to random people? And he was like, Okay, whatever you do, don't do that. That's that sounds really <laughs> weird. And like he never has an opinion on anything, but he was like, "That's not. I don't know what the right move is, but that's not it." Well, that's the thing about mom friends that that I think is hard. I mean, you you find a wingman for life, you got a wingman for life, but it is the kind of thing you have to keep doing over and over again every time you move or your kid starts a new school or you just you just start a new phase of your life. But it can also kind of feel like you missed the bus. Like yes. it could also feel like when you when I moved here 
two weeks into the school year with a first grader and two preschoolers, like, oh, these people all have been together since the kids were in like mommy and me yoga baby or whatever. And so they're all full up on mom friends. And like, how do I, how do I get into this? I definitely remember being in my first like orientation at college. I was in a dorm that looked over a quad and I am a very social person and I kind of like to like have friends, be the life of the party. Like that's definitely my personality. But I have a very strong introvert streak in terms of like, I don't like to walk into a crowded room where I don't know anybody. I find that the worst possible place to be. But doesn't everybody? Yes. I mean, isn't no, there, is I think really everybody pretty much Just does. about everybody. Yeah, like right. nobody loves that sensation. But I think of myself as someone who makes friends easily and I'm always struck by how hard that situation is for me. And I remember looking out at the quad and it was one of those like get to new gathering, new students. And I just looked down and it looked to me like every single person in the crowd was talking to somebody and laughing. And I was looking down from my dorm room like I cannot go down there. I don't ever it's done. Everyone already has a friend and I'm just going to be <laughs> dorm troll and live in my room for four years and do my work. So my biggest like middle middle uh, school cafeteria feeling as a mom friend came when my um, middle child he uh, we decided to, to hold him back a year because he just was he just was too young for his grade so we held him back for a year and hello the you know two or three years I'd invested oh, making friends oh, in his old grade just wiped clean was wiped clean and now we have to invest in finding him new friends finding me new friends so about a um oh, a couple of months into the school year there were these two moms who were always always around, clearly good friends, would often sort of walk, you know, my way after school drop off in the morning, because of course, we're walking, which should make it easier to make mom friends, because we're not just waving and getting in our right, cars. Same with me, we're walk walking up a couple yeah. of blocks. Um, and I walked with them. And um, I said, I don't know, it sort of came up, they're like, okay, so I'll see you there at the restaurant at one. And I said, oh, okay, you know, they were talking about it. And I said, oh, uh, you know, what are you guys doing? They're like, oh, we're going out with a couple of people today for her birthday. And I said, oh. And, you know, then it just became evident. It was just like, there just was, it was just a bunch of women going to a restaurant at one o'clock. And they were talking about it in front of me without even it dawning on them that maybe that was a little weird, that maybe they should, one, invite me, or two, don't like stop talking about the super uh, fun event you know, thing that you're doing you this afternoon without in. me. Yeah, that I'm not included in. And she's like, oh, just you know, a bunch of us are going. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I just sort of waited for the one. Do you want to come? And it never came. Oh, come. I thought you were going to no. say that it, it came. No, you were just totally like the cheese no. dudes along. It, it didn't come. And I and I've gone on to be to be um, friends with these women. Of course, one of them then moved away, which is that's the other way of life in New York City. This is everybody is just passing through. Um, uh, but it was so it was so weird. Um, and I have, you know, you just sort of feel like you're I'm one of these people who always feels a little bit on the outside looking in. Uh, again, that's every single person forever. Right. Right. And even when you're included, when included in something I'm like, but I'm, you're kind of you're not I'm not really I'm not really right. part of they the call, it's called team. imposter syndrome. We'll put a link up on mm -hmm. the on the but they talk about it at work. Like, I don't really belong here. I'm not really supposed to be the CEO or whatever. Um but everybody has a little bit of that feeling of like, oh, I'm not really in this. Right. Yeah. Well, I have that. And then, of course, there's a sort of sort of related issue, which is with with my youngest kid, with one's youngest kid. I would say this is probably pretty universal. You don't have the the energy or the bandwidth to invest in the friendships with oh, the parents. Uh, let of me just lay this child. down, people. 
If you're looking to make mom friends, listen up. You need to target the mom who has the oldest oldest kid the same same age as yours. (laughs) Because like I have a fourth grader, a second grader, and a kindergartner. And so the kindergarten moms are like, kindergarten mom's night out. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to that. Like I've already done (laughs) making friends. I'm done. And so I'll occasionally, I would meet someone to pick up or whatever, or strike up a conversation. I'd be like, oh, they seem really cool. Maybe this could be my new mom friend. And I'm like, oh, how many kids do you have? And it's like, oh, I have uh, one in college, one in high school, and then this fourth grader. And I'm like, I'll just leave you alone. They, they don't, right. they're not looking. What, remember the movie, oh, I keep dating myself, but The Cable Guy, where, and um, Jim Carrey's kind of stalking Ben Stiller. And he's like, do you want to hang out? And Ben Stiller says, I just... I guess I just don't have any room for new friendships in my life right now. And that's every mom who your kid is friends with their youngest kid. Gotta just walk away gracefully. I would, you know, I would love, so my, my youngest is in, in fourth grade, right? And, and, I, and I did notice the other day at pickup, right? There were these, this group of moms chatting and I thought, you know, I don't know, I don't know those women that well. I mean, I know them to say hello. I like them. I'm not chummy with them. And I'm like, they're clearly friends. Why, why are they such good friends? <laughs> And then like, what, what do they have going on? And do I want to be a part of that? And then I realize, oh, it's because it, exactly like this fourth grader right. is their oldest They're child. like making and friends. So, they're like, I got to break into this world. Yeah. And so they're investing in each other. And they're also, P.S., like eight to 10 years younger than me Ooh, because yeah, it's their youngest kid. Either. And so, and I think, you know, I'm not like, I don't think they're like, get that. <laughs> get that crazy crone away which, from us. <laughs> away from us, but... But they, yeah, but there are moms who are, I'm old enough to be their mom in, with kindergartners. It is, that is a weird dynamic. I don't think it plays wow, that out that much, to be honest. I feel like mom, I have a sister-in-law who I adore and she and I obviously met when I married her brother and we became super close and now she has a kid and like we hang out with our kids and I'm, I always think like, Oh, you know, we're peers, like we're friends and we're peers. And then at some point, maybe a couple of years into our relationship, I did the calculation and she is exactly the same age as my best friend's son. And I was like, Oh, that's right. We're really not friends in the same way. I mean, we are friends. We are super close, but I am old enough to be her mother. Literally. I'm, I'm her like doting aunt the at the very wise least. old crone. Um, no, I mean, it's just, and I do think there is something about motherhood that, that eviscerates the age gap. I mean, I often have conversations now where something will come up or someone will say like, oh, when I graduated from college in 2006, and I think 2006, like how is that even possible? But <laughs> You know, those things that just completely blow your minds. But I don't notice the age thing day to day that much. Maybe maybe other people do, but maybe they're like, stop talking to me. That's what I always But I, I don't notice it from my end. I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm very young. I'm very hip seeming. Very hep. So here's the here's the thing. So yes, yeah, so I, I so I have my best mom friends are you're right have oldest kids the same age as my oldest kid and we my my oldest child started at the school at three and they went through until thirteen fourteen eleven years at one school, so I'm still friends um, with with many of these women um, you know good friends like make plans do stuff together, uh, but our kids have now gone to completely different schools. It isn't it isn't like so the kids are no longer the you know, it isn't like when I grew up in Scranton, the kids 
the kids, right, the kids have gone to, there were 35 kids only in the grade, and I think they went to like 31 different schools. Wow. And I mean, it's, they're all over the place. Some, some have even left New York City. Um, and so there's a couple of these moms I'm tight with, and then two different moms have, have done a, and then thank God for this, because this is what I think you need. I am not this person, and you need this person in your life to have mom friends, a connector. You need the person who's like, let's all have brunch. How's, how's three Sundays from now at 1 o'clock, and I'm going to make the reservation, and everybody should just come. So two different women have taken this initiative, but we don't see each other anymore. And when we get together, we'll have a lot to talk about the, the first couple times we see each other because it's all, how's this one doing? How's that one doing? How's he liking this? How's she finding school? Um, but, but our sort of the predication for our relationship has completely changed now with that, that our kids have, have right. gone in different directions and that's life. But that, but then that makes you kind of reconsider the idea that you don't need to make friends with your fourth right. grader's parents. You because... might need, you might need that life raft. <laughs> you don't see these well, people anymore. And I think that the nature of friendship yeah. changes a lot. Like I realize when I, so when I, I lived in Los Angeles when I had young kids and all, a lot of my friends from college and stuff had relocated. We all had babies around the same time. So I had a lot of friends who were my old friends and we were all having kids at the same time. And then I made a couple friends in prenatal yoga, whatever, different things. And we had the kids together. And those relationships are very, they revolve around the kids. You're almost always at a park. Everybody's got the kids and you've got dilemmas there. Like, okay, it turns out your kid's a biter or like your kid, you know, is the kid who just runs around the restaurant the whole time and you just ignore them while we try to have a conversation. Like, and those kind of dilemmas you have to work out and suss out between the two of you and like, okay, do I discipline your kid or do you discipline my kid or do we just kind of play it separately or those issues. Now that I moved with elementary school kids, I would say the majority of my friendships in town now really barely involve the kids. In fact, I'm friends with a lot of people who I don't know their kids at all almost. That's good. I mean, I think that's the way, I think that's where the friendships need to go in order to become friendships, right? Instead of chatting about right, the one thing you Right, because also if it involves the kids, if it's over-involved with the kids, first of all, my pet peeve, and I am a huge stickler on this. <laughs> For change, just this one thing. I, just this one time, I have a real strong opinion and I really like <laughs> to vocalize it. This will be a huge departure. Um... I don't want to talk about my kids if I'm out socially. If we're, if I have a babysitter and I got someone on the clock, I don't want to hear one word about your kid. I don't want to hear a word about my kid or your kid. I like that. Don't talk to me about kids if I'm paying a babysitter. I'm so away you- from my kids. I'm on the clock. I invested money to get away from my children. And then to go out with other parents and the entire conversation is like, well, Timmy made the travel soccer team and it looks like he's going to be on honor roll this year. And what are your kids reading? Because mine, mine is really into the odyssey right now. I'm like, I, I just, I just want to take a salad fork and stab the person. And I have definitely had dinners with people. And when I sit down, I'm like, Hey, here's a roll for the night. Let's see if we can go the whole night without mentioning our children. I think that's very bold, and uh, I also think it's a great idea. Do you I know- went out last night with a group of mom friends, book club, the mom friends staple, book club full of women who had not read the book, even more the mom friends staple. I will say I had a brief conversation because I was interested in something that was going on with someone else's kid, and then we kind of did a quick like, oh, yeah, the year's going well, blah, blah, blah. But I was so happily struck by the fact that it was, whatever, eight or nine women, and nobody talked about their kids. It was great. So Do refreshing. You know- 
Have you, you've heard of the Bechdel test, right? Yes. In movies? So the Bechdel test, in case people don't know what it is, is Alison Bechdel came up with this. And she said, um, if a, for a movie to pass the Bechdel test, there have to be two female characters with names. It can't just be, you know, girl behind counter who talk to each other in the movie about something besides a man. There are many, many, many movies that, that do not pass the test. Do not pass the Bechdel test, including things like Shrek. Shrek apparently does not pass the Bechdel test. And then, then there are some surprising movies that do, like um, uh, Anchorman and Guardians of the Galaxy. Apparently, both have scenes in the movie where two women talk to each other about something besides a man. Oh, yeah. And so, I think that you are totally right that you need to apply this to your relationship in order to to have a relationship that will last longer than the travel soccer season right you need to have something common ground besides the wilson the test kids. is you both know each other's names and you have a conversation that does not involve your children in any way i mean now i just went out i have a i have a very good uh, mom friend we've known each other a long time you know we've talked about some some serious stuff together and had a lot of fun together, but we went out for breakfast yesterday and we certainly talked about our kids most of the time, but it wasn't Well, all- listen, when I see people, when I see my old friends and stuff, I'm, I'm, it's not that I'm not interested in your kids ever and that you're <laughs> forbidden from ever speaking of them in front of me. Um, although I wouldn't mind it, but I'm not, that's not the point of view I'm taking. I don't mind hearing about your kids, but I don't want to go out to a social dinner and just hear a rundown of everything your kid is up to. I mean, your kid, somebody said a long time ago about pet owners, like assume a level of interest in your animal that is almost nil for your guests. Like, isn't the dog cute? Look at how he jumps on you. Just assume that the person is not interested in all. I would just lean towards less information. Less was, talking about the kids. I was at a, a restaurant last weekend with, with my, my kids and my daughter's on crutches. And this woman comes in car- carrying the dog, like carrying the dog into the restaurant. You're already just sort of like, you know, okay. my, my hackles are up. It happens to be the same kind of dog as our dog, Marshmallow. Um, Marshmallow. Which, as everybody knows, I have um, the greatest tolerance, <laughs> mere tolerance for Marshmallow, yes. my own dog, right? And so she comes in like, hello, hello. And she actually comes over and was like, hello, I'm sure you want to say hello to him. Isn't he adorable? He's beautiful. He's, I love him more than my children. And she does like this whole thing like that. I'm like, everybody, of course, everybody wants to make a fun. I'm sort of like, not, you know, I, I have one of these. Not not really, but okay. And so also she sits, I'm eating. Yeah. You I don't fool. care. So she sits down next to us at the table. And she at that point, she's petting her dog like, um, oh like Mr. Evil, Dr. Evil. And then eventually she puts, she puts the dog down, but then like we, we have to leave and my daughter's on crutches and there's this whole like kerfuffle trying to get out of this tight crowded restaurant and like her dog's underway and, and she's looking at us and I'm, and I just say to my daughter, like, okay, let's just like, let's do this whole sort of, you know, <laughs> loop, candy cane Circuitous. loop, right. Out of this restaurant rather than trying to go past her because she's not going to get her freaking dog out of the way for your crutches or anything. So that's just a little side thing to be say. Yeah, no, she she that is somebody who way overestimated Dogs and kids. my interest. Don't in her dog. overestimate the interest. Let him come to you. Leave him wanting more. <laughs> All of these rules apply. Um, but you have to if you want to have a friendship that lasts, then you have to talk about something besides the preschool fundraiser while you can, right? For sure, for sure. And if you can't, then maybe that's not that's a mom acquaintance. That's not a mom 
friend. Yeah, I think that's right. What happens when you have, as you know, it's it's so hard to find uh, a mom friend relationship where like the kids really like each other and the parents really like each other. Yes. That's that's like the holy grail when you can find that everybody is equally happy to be in each other's presence. But have you ever had it happen to you that your your kid doesn't is all of a sudden not really friends with that other kid anymore for reasons that can be. It can be a rift that was huge and sudden, or it can be we're in seventh grade and one of us likes girls and one of us really isn't interested in that stuff yet, Um, and they start to grow apart. I haven't really, but I mean, my kids are still young, but we did have growing up, um, my dad and his like best friend from childhood, we, we ended up at the same high school. And it wasn't even like my dad and his best friend were like still best friends. I want to do everything together. But we would end up hanging out in high school. And my dad's best friend's daughters, we went to one of those high schools where it was like that 80s structure where it was so clearly stratified and defined that you could point to anyone in the high school and be like, this is the group they're in. And my dad's best friend's girls were like clearly like Queen Bee, really, really popular girls. And myself I did not fall into that category I was like loser outcast I had one friend and so when we found ourselves together socially it was kind of weird like we would never be together socially except for the fact that our parents knew each other and they weren't mean and they were not ever like oh we don't want to hang out with you you're losers like they weren't those kind of mean girls but it was just kind of like how can we be in a room together outside of school? We don't belong together. This is like putting a lion and a fish together. Like they just do not go. And so that was kind of funny, but I don't know. I haven't dealt with that that much as a parent. I definitely have friends who my kids are not friends with their kids. And I don't know. I don't think it's that awkward. It's like, oh, our kids aren't friends. Again, I guess it's like you have to you have to make the relationship about something besides besides the, uh, the kids and then you have I also think about. because I moved when my kids were just aging out of being like toddlers and little kids and I had those like oh we've been friends forever little kid friends and then I moved when my oldest was in first grade and my other two were heading into kindergarten that I kind of skipped that thing of like oh now that they're school age they don't have as much in common anymore uh-huh uh-huh I kind of blew past that <laughs> so you need to Move across the country at that that perfect moment, and then yeah, that's my advice. Just that the one minute problem. you start to have a problem, pick up and move thirty five hundred miles away. But I will say, I I pretty much, and I think this was so modeled to me by my parents. My parents had a very separate life from the kids. You know, my dad worked, my mom worked. They socialized a lot in the city with friends. You know, they. We knew their friends to wave and say hi to, but it wasn't like our social life was never like all the parents and all the kids got together. My parents got a babysitter and went and did social things. And then they were kind of, we would have friends over, but there wasn't a ton of overlap between those relationships. And I think that's how my mom friendships function too. Like I don't, my association is not, I'm friends with you because our kids are friends. That's just not how we roll. That makes sense. Yeah. And so I think for people, do you have that more? Like your real, your friends and the kids are like, you all hang out together. Um, 
with like with certain groups of people. So I we have we have a couple of families that we're friends with and we do this thing called Mexican Sunday where we have we just order Mexican food and all the kids get together um and preferably in somebody's because we all live in apartments in New York City, but a lot of these apartment buildings have um sort of rec rooms in the basement or you know, outdoor patios that the whole building shares or whatever. So we do that and we do get all the kids together. And it is funny because some of these kids, you're right, relate very easily. And some of them are sort of like the seventh, the seventh grade girl and the eighth grade boy are, are clearly mortified. <laughs> Stiff as a board. To be breathing the same air is just mortifying. Um, and then the parents, you know, we tend to stay up a little too late even though it's Sunday and laugh yeah. and whatever. And so so we do have that one thing where we sort of we, um, socialize with parents and kids and it's and it's a lot of fun well we have that in my family too with cousins like we get together and the cousins are all together and you definitely see the dynamic shake out like there are always like cousin pairings that are super close and then uh they're interested in different things they're kind of not as close right now and we grew up like that and then some of my cousins i'm like besties with still and then some i see once in a while like i think thematically for the podcast let go a little bit like you're not going to control whether or not your kid's friends with another kid so just if if they're in the same space you know we go away with cousins and it's like all right everyone's here but there might be one kid who's just like in his room by himself playing legos while the other kids play tag it's fine like let let them do what they want like you're not in charge of whether or not your kids are friends with someone else's kids right right you're really not in charge of whether or not your kids get along with anybody well i think it's a good time to take a break i agree but when we come back, I have a question for you, which is how you do make the leap from the person that's like, oh, I don't know if you know, we get along, we're not going to be close to how you really sort of find that person and say, I think we're going to be, I think we're going to be really good friends. How do you sort of, how do you <laughs> I'm sort of already laughing because that? that sounds really creeper, but okay, we're going to talk about it when we get back. Okay. Margaret, I've got a go-to baby shower gift that I give whenever there's another newborn in my life. Can you guess what it is? Amy, three guesses, first two don't count. It's Pampers Swaddlers. Exactly. Pampers Swaddlers keep baby's skin dry, happy, and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better than the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist-approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes are five times stronger, gripping mess more firmly, shall we say? say, and making diaper changes a breeze. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Amy, you know me well enough to know that my daily power breakfast is... Toast with peanut butter on top. Toast with peanut butter. It's also, by the way, one of my favorite power breakfasts. So we agree on that thing. We were recently together and we shared some toast with peanut butter. And I'm going to tell you, we used Hero Bread. It adds even more protein and fiber to that combo without adding any more sugar. Hero Bread has remade the carby, empty calorie bread products into versions that include no net carbs, zero gram sugar, and fewer calories, plus more protein and fiber while 
still being super fluffy and delicious. I was not sure that that particular combination was going to be possible, but Hero Bread has figured it out. Yeah, this is one I'm glad they let us try. It's like, it really tastes good. I've been trying to add more protein to my diet, and I would have thought that a hamburger rolls was not the place to do that, Amy. <laughs> but all of Hero Bread's products, from rolls to tortillas to croissants, we please, offer protein and fiber, zero to one grams of net carbs, and zero grams of sugar. Start your Hero Bread bundle on their website and get 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code motherhood at checkout. I like this bread, people. It's H-E-R-O dot C-O and code motherhood for 10% off your order of Hero Bread. Margaret, I've been at the research again, looking into metabolic health and more importantly, metabolic flexibility, which turns out is the key to improved energy levels, better sleep, better fitness, all the things. And I found out about all this because we got a chance to try Lumen, the first handheld device that helps you manage your metabolic health. Lumen works when you breathe into it. If you do that first thing in the morning or after a workout, Lumen measures your metabolism by measuring the amount of carbon dioxide in your breath. It's science, people. That lets you see exactly what's going on in your body in real time. Then you use Lumen's app to get tailored guidance to improve your sleep, your nutrition, even stress management. If you're interested in figuring out the effects of different sorts of foods on your body, Lumen is a really cool way to see what's actually happening as your body burns different Different fuel sources. If you want to take the next step in improving your health, go to lumen.me and use Fresh to get $100 off your Lumen. That is L-U-M-E-N dot M-E. Lumen.me and use the code Fresh at checkout for $100 off. Thank you, Lumen, for sponsoring this episode. Seriously, every Facebook mom's group thread you have ever been on. Original mom. Hey, does anyone know what time pizza bingo starts at the rec center tonight? Comments unhelpfully, mom. No idea, but wow, sounds fun. Obvious suggestion, mom. Check for the flyer in your kid's backpack. Original mom. Yeah, I lost that, which is why I'm asking. Weirdly aggressive, mom. Yeah, duh. Do you think she would have posted it if she still had the flyer? Obvious suggestion, mom. Sorry, geez. Was just trying to help. Posts on every single thread ever, mom. Hi, guys. Hope everyone's doing great. We're not going to make pizza bingo this year. Brownie face. Disorganized mom. Wait, is this the same as the showing of Frozen for the kindergartners? My daughter wants to go to that. Original mom. Nope, not the same thing. Weirdly aggressive mom. Oh my god, that's not until next year. Permanently panicking mom. You guys, does the school have a preparedness plan in case of a North Korean invasion? We need to know. The I totally agree mom. I totally agree. The back in my day, mom. Back in my day, we spent our Friday nights kicking a can around in the street, and we loved it. The listen, mom. Listen, if my kids can't remember when they're due places, they don't go. Original mom. Yeah, still looking for a start time, if anyone happens to know? Off topic, mom. You know people who say their kids won't eat pizza? What is that? Children should eat what they're served. Way off topic, mom. I'm thinking of going gluten-free. Anyone tried it? Original mom. Good news, guys. I was able to get a hold of the rec center and confirm that pizza bingo is starting at 5.30. Random inspiration quote, mom. We need to teach the next generation of children from day one that they are responsible for their own lives. Disorganized mom. 
What event was this for? What fresh hell community? Hi, I am Casey O'Rourke. I am the host of Joyful Courage, a conscious parenting podcast. I love podcasting. I love that there is a relationship that gets to be built between myself and my listeners. I am also a mom. I have a 12-year-old son and a soon-to-be 15-year-old daughter. We are just wading into the crazy waters of high school, and so I'm really walk my talk, sharing about it on the podcast, and am in the practice of really trying to close the gap between the mom that I want to be, who I want to show up as, especially when things are challenging, and how I show up when things are challenging. So that is really the gist of my work. I am here to support, celebrate parents and really work towards helping them to discover the purpose of their parenting journey. I think our kids pick us. I think they are here to teach us just as much as we are here to teach and guide them. I would love for you to check out my show. You can find it on my website at joyfulcourage.com slash podcast, or you can search for me on iTunes or Google Play, iHeartRadio, any of the places where you are currently listening to this amazing show, you will find me as well. I'm excited to meet you. Okay, we're back. So you think and I'm Amy a creeper? Here's... sidling up to people on the playground and being like, I think we're going to be really I good friends. I think you and I, I have are a good sense friends. about you and me. So there's something magical between us. This is something I kind of really want in my life and kind of don't have. I have friends. I don't have like my my sister in law, who I'm who I am close with. Um, she has that one mom friend. And it's like a sitcom, right? Like constantly appearing in each other's kitchens. They text constantly. Mm, that's fun. They basically co-parent, right? And it's like they, they, they are, they don't, they know what each other's making for dinner. Like they are deeply, deeply involved in each other's lives and are, have just got each other's backs in ways large and small. And, uh, and I look at that from the outside and like, how do I get one of those? That seems really, huh. that yeah. seems really fun and nice and you just got it and 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 again it's like they've they have a lot of laughs together and they've helped each other with some serious stuff as well um and there's just there's just an ease and a, like you are my you are my one best friend that I really think like oh that's really nice and I kind of don't have that I have I have a best friend in my life who doesn't have kids and of course that's a whole other thing we can talk about right. is how do you how do you maintain the depth of your relationship when there is just like one large topic that it's it's like me me walking into the restaurant with a dog, right? I'm not that interested in your in your dog after a while. That is how those non non kin friendships can be. They're not they're not as into it. But let's go back to the let's go back to this idea. So how do you how do you find how, how does how does that happen that you know we have to back of... up one more step which is okay do you really want that are you really a part like yeah I, my guess is if you really actually wanted that you would have it here's, here's i don't have it but i don't think i really want that person i don't have it and i hate talking on the phone and i wonder if you have to be a, a phone talker to be a to be a person who has to be in order to be in well, constant you, contact with somebody all, do you have to it's be... all of a piece like you have to be I mean, I think that sounds fun and cute and sitcom-y and like, ah, oh, that's awesome. But I don't actually want that in my life. And if you, I have a feeling you don't actually want that either. 
I want it delivered to me. I want I want I want it to be brought to me Federal Express. Yeah, but I can just tell that if that actually was in your life, you'd you'd find it onerous somehow, <laughs> don't you think? Like, I'd I'd see the caller ID like, oh, I don't want to talk right now. I don't I don't talk I, to anybody I, that's on the, the thing. Phone. I think it's like looking at other people's relationships, and you see like athletic couple, and they're like, we're just biking all weekend. Oh, we're going for a run together, and I'm like, oh, I wish we had that, and then I'm like, oh. No, it would be horrible. Like, think about it practically. I think like everything else in life, it's easier to look at people and be like, that seems like a really happy marriage. That seems like a really ideal friendship. But you got to you gotta really check yourself. Like, eh, 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 eh. That doesn't seem that <laughs> ideal to me. Like, someone wandering in my kitchen, that does not seem ideal to me. All right, so it's not that ideal. I mean, I, I love it if it works for you, but... I think it's easy to do this as a mom in general, which is like everyone is doing it better than me. Everybody has figured out the secret to not be miserable doing this. And the fact of the matter is that's just not true. The kid who looks like they're reading the Odyssey in between being on travel soccer and running the student council, there's, there's something going down there that's not happy. I mean, I'm always struck and every once in a while I'll have someone say to me like, oh, you have it, you know, like someone will say to me like, oh, you and your husband seem so happy or you and your kids like you really got it. And I think everyone thinks that about everybody else. That's how I think when I look at everybody else. Right. Everybody's got their something. And I think you have to find the mom friendship that works for you. Like someone dropping by in my kitchen and like that. Uh-uh. I don't think so. That's not appealing <laughs> to me. I like like I got my own thing going on and you know, I have mom friends. We also happen to live in a funny spot. In t- so I live in this town that has a real village. Like it's walking. You know, everybody walks around. All the houses are very tightly together. And then, you know, it's blocks. And so the kids all walk to school. People walk their dogs. It's like busy town the, in my town. It's very like old-fashioned busy town. <laughs> like, Richard's, like Richard Scary busy very town? Very Richard Scary busy I town. I totally like, picture There's it. like the little crossing guard. Oh, no, the turnip truck turned over. Like, everyone come help. You know, it's definitely like that kind of a town. And when we moved here, I really wanted to be like in the heart of busy town. I thought like that's where I want to live is right downtown where, you know, if the turnip truck turns over, we all run out and help. And we whatever tight housing market we couldn't find anywhere and we ended up in a house that is on the real outskirts of town like it's quite removed from busy town we're probably a mile away from the center of town two miles maybe and I was saying to a friend of mine oh you're so lucky to live right in the village like you're right in the middle of everything and she's like oh I would trade with you in a second I mean she says to people you know, people come up to her at school drop-off and they're like, oh, saw you eat spaghetti for dinner last night, huh? Like she's like <laughs> every single person in town knows every single thing that everyone else does. And that I think like, you know what? I, I kind of lucked out because that is not appealing to me. Like everyone knowing your business and seeing everything you do and, you know, you have to do what works for you. Yeah, I guess that's true. But I, I But you were asking me for the break about finding good mom friends and – I will say that a lot of my mom friendships have been fairly happenstantial. I I will say, and this is a takeaway for like, you should always do this. I was moving to a town where I knew no one. I didn't know anything about the town. I didn't know anyone in the town. And then at some point we needed whatever, a real estate attorney or someone or house inspector or something. And I put something on Facebook saying, we're moving to this town and I need this thing. And someone I knew from college who I hadn't really kept up with 
she wrote to me and she said, my really close friend lives in that town. I'm going to give her your email or I'll give you her email. And I said, oh, that'd be great. And I sent her an email totally out of the blue saying, you don't know me, but I know this common friend of ours and I'm moving to town. And she went out of her way to be nice to me, to invite me to things, to introduce me to people and like be that mom, you know, like, yeah, that's I, great. I, and and I've since like kind of paid it forward in, in that like uh, we got an email home from kindergarten in maybe April two years ago saying there's a new kid joining the kindergarten class this week. And I thought, oh, that doesn't sound that fun, like joining kindergarten in April, you know. And the mom's email was there and I wrote to the mom and said, hey, why don't you come have a play date with us this weekend so that your kid at least knows like one friendly face on Monday morning. And she's turned out to be a great mom friend of mine. Like. When people, you gotta like, you gotta be part of the village in that way, I think. And definitely the mom who I emailed, who reached out to me, very like cool, connected, you know, like a kind of mom who I probably would have been intimidated to approach. Like she just was super friendly, you know? And I think that sometimes I'm not as aware now that I'm in it and I'm part of the like, hey moms, I know I'm gonna pick up, I'm, I'm in this scene. I'm not always conscientious about thinking like, where's the new mom who's trying to fit into this? And I think that's something that we should do as moms is always be looking out like, hey, who needs a little leg up in the mom right. world? Right. Pay so that forward. you don't start recreating the dopey high school. Like this is all one big click and you have to be a player to be part of it, which is just so lame. And I will say when I lived in L.A., there was a mom scene that, and this is part of the reason we moved out of LA, the mom scene at pickup was mean girls all over again. I mean, it actually was like, I would go up and try to introduce myself to moms and they would like sneer at me. Like, why are you talking to me, loser? Yeah. Like, you don't have the right kind of handbag or shoes. And I just thought, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. Like, I actually don't, I don't care anymore about keeping up. And I'm going to be in yoga pants. I'm breastfeeding with like stained shirts and raggy hair. And the idea that I would try to change into some sort of like, as I did in middle school, like, oh, I got to get the right shirt so, the me so that the cool girls would be nice to me. Like, I'm not doing that. I'm 38 years old. <laughs> it's a shame that we feel like we have to still, that, that, that even crosses our mind, right? But if I could go back and talk to my middle school self, what I would yeah. say is... Don't worry about this. This is not important. The people who are the coolest people in this school are not part of that scene. The people who you are going to vibe with most in the world are not part of that. And stop trying, stop looking at what you like at this golden chalice that you think, because like, actually there's really cool people who are just like losers and nerds like you and just make friends with them and it'll be fine. And I do think I've actually taken that away in my life of uh, that striving to be with it. Although it still does give me like we go to this gym with my kids and it's it's kind of a strong social scene like that, like handbags and big eyeglasses and kind of who's in, who's out. And I, it just has that vibe. And. I do, it does still bring up in my bones like that, like, ah, striving middle school girl feeling of like, oh, these, I should get these people to like me. <laughs> I'm able to at 30, at now mid 40s, be like, uh, I think I'll just skip that. <laughs> I think you I'll do, pass. But you, 
but you do have to like you have to work past the inertia, right? So here's here's something I'm I'm working on right now. I have um, I have a, a friend at, at school, somebody I, I mean I, I know her, I like her. We've hung out a little bit. We haven't really crossed from that. We haven't just totally crossed that river yet. But she said to me at the beginning of the year, you know, a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours who moved away, said that that we should be friends. She said, you, you, should, you should hang out with Amy. You, you guys would really get along. And I said, oh, that's so nice. We, sh- we should totally do that. And now, six months later, um, it's still, oh, um, you know, oh, yes. Oh, sorry, I didn't get back to you from that email two weeks ago. I have a wedding to go to this weekend. But then definitely after that, let's Oh, you haven't done it yet. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it, she, and, she and I had a conversation. We were going to go try a new workout class together. Like, okay, we both want to try this workout class. And we've been told we should hang out more. And we're going to do it. We're going to go to this workout class. And just the, you know, the 17 emails and the, and, and she and I with both with good intentions are like, oh, yeah, no, we totally have to do that. Oh, let me just get back to you. And, and how do you, <laughs> I need to get out of that um, sort of, you know, circuitous email uh, circular file and, and but to do that, that's you have funny to- because I have kind of the opposite and it makes me think like, oh, perspective is the key to life. Like I have somebody who I reached out to and I said, um, oh, you know, it turns out we have a ton in common. We should grab dinner. And she was sort of like, yeah, we're so busy right now. And then I never heard from her again. And I was like, wow, that was a stone cold. <laughs> that like, is- I went hard for the like, let's be friends. And she was like, oh, I don't have room in my life for any new friends right now. But it's also people are super busy, you know, and moms are super busy. So you do have to keep that in mind. But you got to close that deal, Amy. You got to close. Yeah, no, the deal. I, know. I know. I have to like put it on my to do list. Like, like, and, or, you know what I should do? I should just you got to just say, OK, so I made a reservation. I have another friend who who similarly was like, I'm going to try this new workout class. And I and I got us three spots and, and, and we should go. And we went yesterday and now she's like, can we do this? Every Thursday at nine thirty, can we just say we're going to meet at this class? And I was like, yes, because this is this is exactly what I want. I want to sort of deepen and formalize and invest in the female friendships that I have to move them beyond this. As we were saying, this like what all we have in common is that our kids are on travel soccer. This is a friend of mine who's there's three of us. Our our kids now go to three different high schools, and if we don't sort of calendar it to go to a workout class or whatever, then we're not going to see each other. And, and, and so we have to, and you have to sort of double down and invest in these relationships that are worth preserving once the sort of reason you became friends and saw each other all the time isn't there anymore. So you've got to really make an effort to make stuff happen if you, if you want to do it. Right. I think I want friends. I mean, my best friend in the world who I've been friends with since I was 13, she and I talk like now probably four or five times a year, maybe more than that. But you know, if I have a crisis, she's the first person I call. But we don't, I like that kind of friendship. Yeah. I like knowing that she's always there. And, you know, and then I have another super close friend and like, she still lives in California and we will occasionally take a trip and go somewhere together. We barely know each other's kids at all. You know, I I kind of like the slightly... I think I might just be like dead Irish Catholic inside, but I don't need the like coming in and out of my kitchen friendship. I like a friendship where like we're solid, but we don't need a lot of contact. (laughs) We don't need a lot of conversation or interaction to know we're friends. That's my ideal friendship. That's why we get along so well, right? I'm not going to walk in your kitchen. That's why I laugh when you're like, what I really want is this deep. I'm like, "Eh, is that really what you want? 
Well, I, I think what I've had to tell myself is that um, if this is what I want, you know, to have to have to have my female friendships come more to the forefront of my life, then it's okay to invest some of my to invest a little time in setting something up and be and and go and take the risk of being the like, hey, I really think we should do this thing we keep saying we're going to do and then didn't do it. Um, but also that it's okay to spend my kid free time, which uh, on on having fun. On, on, on taking a class with a friend, on taking a walk with a friend, on coffee. like that—that that is a good use of my kid-free time. I don't—I don't have to be super productive and solving every problem in the world and getting chapter eight written with every second. That spending some time with female friends is a perfectly valid use of my time. Yeah, and I do think like it is kind of—it's like kind of like dating. You got to put yourself out there. Like I have a really. Good. I, I mean, I think it's interesting, and I'd love to ask on the Facebook page. Our Facebook is uh, What Fresh Hellcast on Facebook. I'd love to ask on the Facebook page, like, have you made a good friend as an adult? I think a lot of people haven't. And I can point to a lot of people now because I moved to a new town and I made a whole host of new friends. But I also have a friend who I consider like a really close friend, like a real friendship in the deepest, like, a, I don't know, you know, a real friend. Um, and I met her at a friend's wedding and we just hit it off. Like it was like a great date. Like we just really, she's so funny and like we have the same sense of humor and I don't know, we just really hit it off. And then I was living in LA at the time, but when I moved back to New York, I'm like, I really want to pursue a friendship with that person and her wife and my husband get along great. Like we're just, we're just, we're just friends like we just, I, but I kind of thought to myself, like, I want to really be friends with those people. I liked them and we need some friends. You gotta, you sometimes gotta like make it happen. You know, this, this reminds me of some, adv- uh, some advice from the Tiger Mom, which I didn't, I didn't agree with a lot of things in that book, but she, but You've the one thing. strains she, of Tiger Mom, Amy, I'm not going to lie. Just a few, but she, she said this and this really stuck, stuck with me that, um, and this was in terms of your kids' activities, that getting good at something is hard and being good at something is so fun. Um, whether it's uh, playing baseball or playing the violin or whatever it is, you have to to be the person who can sit down and play the piano for pleasure and just kind of play any song anybody wants to hear. That's an amazing, enjoyable thing to have in your life, but it takes work to get there. And Could and, you come so, down and, to my seven-year-old violinist please I, I i should really talk to my nine-year-old and 13-year-old pianists about that but anyway that that it seems to me the same the same sort of principle applies here that having those friends yeah, in your life super fun the four of you get along so it's so fun and there's this ease and you get to the point where it's sort of oh we haven't seen each other in six months but you pick right up where you left off or they will always be there for you if you need them at one in the morning you 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 know having those friends is crucial but it's also easy but but you know, getting getting to that point requires putting yourself out there a little bit, which I'm not sure I always do. I think I'm the one who always says yes. Like I'm the one who always says yes to, hey, let's all get together for brunch, or do you want to take a walk next week? Or I will always say yes to those invitations, but I don't always make the well. I almost never make the invitation because I'm shy. Uh, so I need to. Well, and it's put funny because it's just such a perception issue. Like I can see where you might present to somebody as like you've got older kids and you're kind of put together and like you seem like you've kind of got it going on. So my guess is that people would never be like, well, Amy is shy and therefore has to be invited to something. Like I would never look at you 
I would never pick you out on the street and be like, oh, that's somebody who, you know, it's see, you, I could see where you would seem a little queen bee to people. Right. Well, yeah, I think I'm, I've, yeah, I've spent my whole life being invested in seeming like I have my act together. Yeah. Yeah. So it's always a funny dynamic. So take a chance. Swing for the fences. I'm going to take a chance. Ask that new mom friend out on a mom date. And they might say no. Like, I've definitely swung and missed. I've swung and missed. But it, but, but also who cares, don't, right? Don't, well, I mean, and don't you... project anything onto it. Like, you don't know. I'm sure that people feel like, well, I asked Meg to this thing. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I completely forgot, or I didn't. You know, I mean, don't overinvest in like it's, it's so. <laughs> my sister said the other day on Facebook something funny. It was like, my superpower is reading too much into things. <laughs> and I was like, that's exactly right. Like <laughs> the ability to like be like, well, I sent her an email and said I wanted to get together and she blew me off. So she must think that I'm not good enough for her. Uh, uh, 1,000% the chance is that there were 400 emails in there and she missed it. You know, I mean, then if someone's like, oh, you know, not right now, it's fine. Like, don't be crazy, back off. But, you know, take a chance, make a friend. Yeah. Mom friends are fun. And and just don't please. If you're my mom friend, don't talk to me about my about your kids. So invest in the friendships that seem worth investing in, and, and detach yourself from the outcome a little bit. And uh, yeah, and be the and don't worry about having a certain kind of mom friends or the right kind of mom friends or like just get out of your middle school head. It's not you're you're old now. Like relax. And if I want that fun chummy person to come into my <laughs> kitchen with the that. with the funny walk like Kramer on Seinfeld, yeah, exactly. I she'll come she'll come i just have to let it happen because you don't want that that's a total myth that you built in your own head and if she doesn't come then set it free because like (laughs) go ahead and fly she's not coming she was never meant to be no no all right i think we solved it i'm gonna start breaking into your house like kramer and like helping you with the dishes and making jokes in your face and you're gonna like yeah this is a nightmare i don't want this to happen yeah i want that like wisecracking dame right on the counter like like, so what are you out of my house wisecracking dame i loathe you (laughs) i guarantee you within one day you'll be like this was the worst idea of my life yeah Sometimes that whole sister wives thing looks like it has its it has its advantages, but I don't think I really want to do that. I just yeah. don't want to deal with other humans that much. Like, <laughs> let's go for taco lunch, but otherwise, I'm, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I don't I don't need a lot of human contact. I'm dead inside. Um, so that's my take on mom friends. All right. So we want to hear about your mom friends, how you make them, how you keep them. And there's a couple of places you can tell us. Um, our Facebook page, as you heard, is What Fresh Hell Cast. And that's also our Instagram. And our Twitter feed is at WFH Podcast. That's exactly oh, right. I'm always so proud of myself when I get it right on the first <laughs> try. And guys, you can come to our website, whatfreshhellpodcast.com. You can read the show notes, find links to everything we talked about, submit questions, have tons of fun, and most importantly, you can get tickets for the live show. Friday, December 1st, 8 p.m., Chappaqua Performing Arts Center. We may have done some press yesterday, Margaret oh, and I, to yeah, get ready get for this. Ready. Very Major. exciting Sir, my show. son is obsessed with being famous and he's always like do you know anyone famous and i'm like i'm practically famous i did an interview <laughs> today with a newspaper so just relax um we did do an interview yesterday and we're just trying to get as many people out for this show as we can because it's going to be a ton of fun and guess what it's going to be filled with potential new mom friends people oh my gosh you're yeah right, right? theme theme emerges if you if you if you come to the show and you want to be my mom friend, we should just, do like a mom friends dating, you know, like introduce <laughs> mom friends to each other. We won't actually do that because that sounds horrifying. But 
there will be lots of fun moms there. So come on out. And until next time, guys, that was the Well for Shell podcast. Thanks for listening. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us.